welcome everyone welcome back um to another episode of me you and the holy spirit i'm manny and i'm marjorie and this is our very first episode the first episode was the premiere episode so well that's correct (laughs) so welcome to our first episode uh we're happy and excited that you can join us here uh what are we going to be talking about today So today we're talking about how we met, as we promised last week, that we would talk about how we met and at the same time address the concept of the one in the Christian community. Because I feel like once people get to that age where they desire marriage or they desire companionship, the concept of the one becomes something that we tend to obsess over. So, Okay. Yeah, so it should be an exciting topic um, because, you know, the way we met, um, it's certainly unconventional. Um, It's not your typical. So I I think, you know, people will get a kick out of this. Um, All right. So let's start it off here. Do you want to, I guess, give your perspective on uh, how we met? Why do I have to go first? I mean, it's ladies first, right? Okay, let's, this is going to be one interesting story. And plus, I want to, you know, correct <laughs> all your, uh, the, the, the parts that aren't necessarily accurate. Listen, I remember everything. I remember everything as it happened. So, anyway, okay. so let so me just let's hear this. go right into it. Anyway, so this started with our mutual friend, Mercy. So she texts me and she's like, hey, I know this guy and I feel like both of you will be a good fit for each other. And I'm like, um, okay. And then she says, but he lives in the United States. And I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. But then she kept, Mercy was like, she was very confident that both of us will be a good fit for each other. So she's like, anyway, I'm going to give you his number and I'm going to give him your number. And then both of you can figure it out. Just talk. There's nothing wrong with just talking. I'm like, okay. So she gives me your number. And um, you know how impatient I can be and the curiosity in me. So I think I texted you a few minutes after. So a few I'm, minutes? Wow. In, yeah, I mean, let me shoot my shot. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> so I texted you. I, you got you guys. I, I didn't know any of this, by the way. So I, I te- think a yeah. lot of this is gonna be new to each. Yeah, other. I texted you like a few minutes after, and I'm like, and I said hi, and then you said hey, and I'm like, this is Marjorie, and you said okay. So then I said, I went straight for it. I'm like, so tell me about yourself, and this man texts me saying <laughs> hi. My name is Manny. I have three kids by three baby mamas. I've been in and out of jail. And I have a court case pending. And I was just shocked. For some I don't know why I, didn't, I couldn't get the joke. Because it was just, I kind of believed you. So when you said that, I just went quiet. And three, like, three things were running through my mind. Like the first one was, what was Mercy thinking? Like, <laughs> Setting you up with setting me up, and then the second thing was me thinking about all your possible crimes. Like, why do people go to jail? Did he commit murder? Is he a drug dealer? Is he like all of that? And the third one was just 
thinking about what my parents' reaction will be when I told them about who you are. And I'm like, at this point, abort mission. This is not abort. <laughs> this is not going to work. So I didn't say anything back for and you didn't say anything because I guess you expected me to react to your joke. But well, it was a joke, and I, I right. It, typically, you know, you follow it up with you know LOLs or laughing. How is this or an whatever, LOL but... issue? It wasn't. It wasn't funny to me. That's like you telling me. I just I said tell me about yourself. I didn't say joke. Okay. So I took it seriously. So I just didn't say anything back for, for how long. For, I think, for about two hours. Okay. For about two hours, I didn't say anything back. And then you came back and said, hi. I didn't respond. You And then you said, hi again. I didn't say anything. And then the third time, you said, hey, I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, I'm probably like, oh, gosh, what did I do? <laughs> so you said, hey, I was just joking. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's do this again. Tell me about yourself. So then you told me about yourself. I told you about myself. And then we started talking. Um, I think we started talking every day, kind of like on the regular. We just, it was just a conversation. And talking how? So like you got to let people, so were we on the phone? We were on the phone. We were texting. We were, we were using WhatsApp because okay. you're in the United States. I'm in Ghana. So we were using WhatsApp and we would text you wake up in the morning, you text me, I think, and then I'll text you back, we will talk, and we had never even seen each other because we'd never done the video calling you just yet. It was all like a text message, and we didn't even call. Well, speaking of seeing each other, so, like, did Mercy, I guess, send you, like, a picture of me? Or? She did, she did. Did she send you a picture of me? I'll get to that. Anyway, so she sent me, I remember the picture she sent of, she sent to me, I actually still have the picture. You were in this, um, you were in a, a gray sweater and you had uh, some glasses on, you had some swag and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I can work with that. Oh, okay. So now I understand why you text me in just a few minutes. Exactly. I mean, I'm like, I mean, he's, he's, let me lock it down. <laughs> let me shoot my shot. <laughs> no time to waste. So, okay. Anyway, and then so, what happened? So we started talking on the regular with text every day. Text. It was more of a texting situation. So, and then it it just progressed to video calls. I think on Skype. So who we, initiated that? Initially, I said, "Hey, you want to get on a video call?" And you said, "No." So at this point, <laughs> I'm thinking, "What does this guy have to hide?" Because I really wanted to see like our chemistry and our vibe and everything. And I'm like, you said no. I'm like, okay, we'll do that when you're ready. And then so we kept talking and talking. And one evening, I'm home and you come back in and you say, hey, you want to get on a video call? I'm like, okay. So then we got on a, on Skype and then we started talking. And I guess we we really vibed. So then it became like, but let me just say that we never talked about anything serious like a whole um relationship thing we just vibed and we were just talking and just like having conversations and there there, there was no title 
but we kept getting closer to each other which was for me at some point it was weird like am i supposed to be having these like this kind of feelings for somebody i haven't like hanged out with we haven't like in person met physically but well we grew closer and closer and closer and i felt like it was time for us to have a serious conversation because we couldn't keep doing this without a title. And at this point, wh- where where were we? Like, how long have we been, you know, talking? I would say about two months. Okay, so we were texting and calling each other or whatever, um, Skyping or whatever. Yes, but without a title. Yeah, without with a no title, title. With okay. no title. And I remember Mercy had also mentioned to me that there was a possibility of you moving to Ghana. But let me just put it, had she not said that, I wouldn't have have even tried to pursue something with you because moving moving from Ghana was not something that I was looking to do. So it wasn't in your plans? It wasn't in my plans. So I'm like, okay, if he's moving to Ghana, then maybe we can... I don't know why I took that as a set, he's moving to Ghana. Okay. That's how I took it. So I guess so we started talking and then I'm like, okay, this is not, we can't keep doing this. No titles. We don't know what we're doing. We need to have a serious conversation. It was a situation. It was, it was, it was, you wouldn't say a situation shit because there was, it was. <laughs> there was no title, but like, you know. But I don't it think it was a situation ship. No, it was just no, no, a no. friendship. I it was say. a friendship. It was a it friendship. Was, we were I'd say. To, you know, know each other and stuff. Yeah. So, so, <clears throat> so one evening I call you and I'm like, we need to have a serious conversation. It's it is obvious that we're getting closer, and we need to be realistic and have conversations. About we're getting closer to what? Like getting closer to each other. We were talking almost every day to the point where you would get angry when you call me and I don't pick up. Well, there was a time difference. You have to let everyone know there was a time difference, right? Oh, four hours. Four or five hours. So you would wake up around 12 p.m. my time and then you would call me and expect me to be on the phone waiting for you. Remember, I, I would have already woken up and doing stuff and you get angry and I'm I I think that if you do not have feelings for somebody you wouldn't get angry when they don't pick up your call. So that's when I knew like you were okay. feeling me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so one evening you came back from work and I said, Hey, we need to have a conversation. So we got a, we get on a video call, you ask me text or call and I'm like, I think we need to do this so on video so you get on a skype call and i'm like we've been getting closer to each other i think we need to have a serious conversation about where this is going and i said mercy told me that there was a chance that you were moving to ghana and that is why i even considered this relationship are you moving to ghana and you said um i (laughs) I I think that is something I can look into in the future, but right now, I don't want to move to Ghana. I don't want to live in Ghana, and I'm like, oh, okay. That was a big blow to me because, like I said, I don't know why I assumed that, oh, he's looking to move to Ghana means he was going to move to Ghana. So you said you didn't want to move to Ghana. I'm like, oh, okay, now that's a big blow. 
And people need to understand that prior to that, I've, you know, we hear all these stories about people coming to marry and the whole process. It just wasn't something I was looking to. And my plans had nothing to do with moving out of Ghana. So when you said that, I went quiet. And then I'm like, so where is this going? And then you asked me the same question. You're like, Are, is moving to the United States something that you want to do? And right. I, and I said, no. I don't want to move, and the reason why I even considered this because I assumed you were moving. So we came to the conclusion that this will not work. Right. And we decided. So you said, I mean, I don't even know why Mercy would try to set us up because you had said you were not moving, and I'm like, I mean, I don't know, but at this point, I think we need to call it quits. Because right. we cannot lead each other on. Our plans are not fit. They don't they just don't fit together. So mm -hmm. that evening, we agreed to... To go our separate ways. To go our separate ways. No more texting. For me, going I don't know what going your separate ways meant to you. But for me, that means no. Snip, no, snip. No more texting. Okay. No more. Because I wasn't going to do that. So... That was a painful evening. So it was it was very emotional for... Did you cry? I did cry. What do you think? Because like I said, we had gotten to know each other. So when you said, when we came to the conclusion that this was not going to work, we let it go. Mind you, this was not, I think Mercy was the only person that knew about this because I had never mentioned this to anybody. Mm -hmm. Not even my parents, not my mom. And I'm very close to my mom. But the reason why I didn't mention it was because, like I said, there was no title. It was not something that... We knew where we were going, so I didn't even mention it. So, I mean, dealing with a, I would call it like a breaking up of a friend, breaking up of a friendship. I, I I dealt with it by myself, and I just cried and let it go. So after we did that evening, I never called you. You never called me. I don't remember you calling me, but I know I never called you. We didn't text. I just let it go. Yeah, I don't think I called you either. Yeah, so I was just go going about my business and then on 7th october i remember the oh, you remember date the day. i remember the date okay. on 7th october uh -huh. i'm chatting with my mom in my room because it was a thing me and my mom always you know just then you called me around 11 p.m my time Mm -hmm. i get a call from this man at this point i'm like should i take <laughs> this call should i not and you called me and I picked up and then you said, hey, you want to get, get on a video call? And I said, sure. So I get on the video call and you say, you don't even acknowledge the fact that we were, I was, at least, I don't know about you, but I was hurt from the fact that we had gone our separate ways. You didn't even say, how you doing? How's everything going? And this is who Manny is. He just doesn't beat around the bush. He just goes straight to the point. So, you called me on 7th October around 11 p.m. And you say, hey, I think that this could work. I think we should give it a shot. And I'm quiet for a few minutes. And when I could say something, I asked you, I'm like, so you're not even going to acknowledge what just happened? You're just going to say, hey. Wait, so how long had it been? A week. So one week, okay. Mm -hmm. So you said, and I'm like, you're not going to acknowledge that. You're just going to say, I think we could, we should work. And then you said, you know what? Never mind. At this point, I think we were both being prideful. 
So you said, never mind, never mind. And I'm like, okay, fine, never mind. So, and this is so funny. When you said, never mind, I said, never mind. We were both on the phone. Everybody was quiet. <laughs> like, I didn't want to hang up. You didn't want to hang up. So we were on the phone for a few minutes and you were like, hey, you know what? Let's just, let's just have a conversation. So we talked and I'm like, you said this could work. And I, and I said, how? How is this going to work? I'm not looking to move in. You're not looking to move in. How is this going to work? And you said, well, let's take it one step at a time. How about, and I'm like, what, what is that one step at a time? We've been doing a lot of talking. I haven't seen you yet. So are you going to come to Ghana? And this man told me, yes, I'm going to come. This was in October. And you said, I'm going to come to Ghana. I'm going to try to come to Ghana in December. And I said, okay, December comes, you don't come to Ghana. And we're still talking. And you said, oh, you have a work situation. You couldn't come. I'm like, okay. And then you said, okay, let's do April. So I'm like, this was in um, 2014. You said, so December 2014, you didn't show up. And then you said, okay, let's do April 2015. And I said, okay, let's try April 2015. For some reason, that never happened. And then we moved to, let's do December 2015. <laughs> and I said, okay. At this point, nobody is aware of this relationship. But when you confirm, so we kept talking and talking. So this was like a, a, a relationship that developed over the phone. Mm -hmm. So when you came and said, when we figured out the f and and it was certain that you were coming in December. Then I started having conversations with my mom about a friend. <laughs> so I told her about a friend that was coming to visit and we, we kind of like each other. Me and my mom were like, my mom is also kind of my friend. So I could tell her, I'm like, oh, he's coming to visit and, and we're, we're trying to see where this is going. He likes me, I like him, but I don't think my mom took it seriously. Mm -hmm. Once again, because I mean, you live in the United States. She did. She didn't really. She didn't really take it seriously until December when I gave her a date. I'm like, he's coming to Ghana. Yeah. She's like, okay, so he's coming to Ghana as what? And I'm like, I don't know. And then she's like, well, we need to talk to your dad about it too. And then well, I told my dad that my friend was, oh, prior to your visit, did your parents come to my house after your visit? Oh, before. Look, okay, we'll get into all of that later. Well, I don't let's, know about that. So this. we like, anyway, so I had met your mom because your mom had called because you had told your mom about me. Mm -hmm. So I guess at this point, so now my mom knows, your mom knows. I think the dads didn't know mm -hmm. <laughs> at this point. So mm -hmm. your mom called me one time and she's like, hey, I'm like, hi. She's like, my son told me about you. So we vibe, like, I vibe with your mom. She's She, she was cool. Like, she had a... Uh, a hyper personality mm -hmm. and it was easy to gel so we would talk and but we never told her you were coming to Ghana <laughs> yeah remember I'll, we, we yeah, never told your parents we surprised them it was kind of a surprise yeah yeah, yeah I, I so it. I told my mom you were coming in December you said you were coming in December at this point your <laughs> coming in December was just to meet and to hang out yeah see what how things were gonna go so that's what I told my mom, that he's coming, we're going to hang out, and we're going to figure it out. Well, yeah, I mean, at that point, we had been, you know, talking for some time, and 
we wanted to see, you know, if we that chemistry would be there um, in person. So, you know, the, the thought process was, all right, well, let me just come out there. We hang out for a couple of weeks or so and then see if we actually vibe the way we do on, on the phone um, in person. So that was kind of the whole idea. But I guess before we go any further, I can give my um, perspective on... How, how everything went down and you know how we you know we all we met basically right <clears throat> all right so let me think <laughs> um, i don't think you remember anything to well me. i remember bits and pieces a lot of it i i, I was asking you know questions because certain things i don't really recall and you know it's kind of anyway um so i want to say I don't remember the exact... I'm terrible with dates, but a long story short... Well, I'm going to try to shorten it as much as possible. Um, Anyway, so I was with a buddy of mine, um, and he actually mentioned... He was like, hey, man, um, I actually know this girl that I feel like, you know would be good for you mm-hmm. um she's really cool you know she's got her own stuff going on she's working blah 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 all these things so you know he was selling it right and then he was just like um i'm gonna hook you up so i think he gave me the number or whatever and then i reached out to her this person <laughs> folks it's the person that you know they're trying to hook me up with it's actually not march right <laughs> so this person <laughs> is the kicker the, the person is actually um mercy the person that connected both of us yes Interesting. so um my buddy was you know hooking me up with mercy because he was he thought you know she and i would make a good couple and blah 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 so whatever so we we connected uh mercy and i you know we were kind of talking and trying to get to know each other for some time. Um, but then, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And, um, but we still remained friends. But did you ever meet Mercy or it was still like just on No, phone? no, no. It was just like a um, conversations, phone, I think text or I don't even know if we did like a video call or anything like that. I'm not even sure. But um, I know we talked for for some time and then you know we got to know each other and she's very cool and we had a lot she of is cool. um you know similarities and stuff um so again for whatever reason it didn't work out which you know we still remained friends and, and let then, me put it out there that messy she she actually did tell me she told me hey it was supposed to be a, a link up between me and him but it just never it, it didn't go any further it was just right. a conversation and you know She's very set on, I don't want to live, move from, yeah. out of Ghana. So I knew that, I knew the background between, but she said, if you can look past that, because yeah. it was just a simple conversation. Right. And whatever. Right. And that's what it was. So like Mercy and I became cool. We just, you know, just, we were just friends and stuff. And then all, you know, one day she actually hits me up. She's like, Hey, I, you know, you wouldn't believe it, but I have a friend that I think you'd be, you know, you'd match up with. Um, she, she's pretty cool and she kind of just, you know, went on and on about, you know, how cute you are and all these things or whatever. And then she sent me some pictures, I think. Yeah, I think she sent me some, some photos of you. And I was like, oh, okay, it's pretty. Um, and then I think she, well, yeah, she told me, I think she gave my number to you or something like that. So then I was just there. You text me, obviously. 
And, you know, we kind of talked, we, uh, well, I'm gonna go back to, I guess, the, the joke that I, you know, didn't really find funny. Um, I just thought it was just something just to kind of, like an icebreaker or whatever, but clearly there was some sort of uh, miscommunication, misunderstanding there. But nonetheless, we moved past that, and then I, I think um, we just became really cool. We started talking each day. Um, I think it got to a point, well, in my mind, you know, I was just like, oh, man, um, you know, I've, this person is really cool. And mind you, you know, disclaimer, this is when I was, you know, younger and uh, out, you and know, about out and about in these streets. Living his best you know? life. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. No, 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 no. But I, I was just out and, you know, in my mind, to me, it was just like, mm, this is really just something to keep me company. You know, it's just conversation. Really? Well, because I was just thinking, me personally, it was more like I had, you know, my life here. I'm like working, have friends, I'm doing stuff or whatever. I'm just like, I'd never see, been the type to, because I have friends, right? I have friends that, um, you know, married out, out out of the country and stuff like that and i just never envisioned that for myself just because i never thought that um i would be okay with you know dating someone or being monogamous like serious with one person or with someone out of the country and i always just thought i i couldn't do the long distance so you, thing okay, so i just okay. was like mm, okay she's cool nothing's gonna come out of it but Ultimately, you know, through time, um, we just got, we grew closer and closer. And then I, I started to find myself like getting, um, like you said, like wanting, yeah, I guess, you know, you could say attached, but, uh, wanting to talk to you all the time and wanting to just, you know, find out how you're doing, how your day was and stuff like that too. So, um, I would get a little, um, hurt and and stuff when I would call and you know you wouldn't pick up or whatever and you're busy which is understandable I mean at the at the time I wasn't really it's maybe almost kind of selfish of me just because you know there is a time difference and I'm feeling like okay well I'm waking up in the morning it's like what seven eight or whatever here um, it's what eleven twelve, 12. there. I'm like you should be available stop everything you're doing I'm calling you know I felt like you should. You know, cater to me and stuff. Which, and I'll tell you, no, it doesn't work like that. Right. But anyway, so we kind of got over that. And of course, we uh, kept talking and talking. And when you asked me, you're like, you know, you're going to come to Ghana and stuff. I was just like, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm just like, let me tell her something. You just keep it moving, whatever. I had really no intentions of coming to Ghana. It was just like, all right, I'm just going to buy more time. You know, and and it's, it's I, I don't think it's... Um, necessarily a good thing to to do that you know to lead anyone on but at the time i, I guess i didn't realize exactly what was happening but you know i will we, i will say that this like you know relationship I, I, i'm a true believer and i think we're both you know on the same page with this is that god is the one that essentially ordained like put us together because this was this there's no way like we Under got what, what we were looking for, if right. I would put it that way. like, And that's why I just wanted to tie this into the conversation of the one in the Christian community. Mm -hmm. And 
So you, at this point, so are you done with your version? Well, I mean, we'll just kind of fast forward it a bit. Like, you know, so you I had to- no intentions of coming. And then as, because I, I guess I was just fighting it, trying to figure out a way to sabotage it. I mean, I liked the idea of, you know, conversing with someone and it was good. It, you know, we shared good times. But again, I didn't see it as a long term thing. It was just something that just doing for the time being right um so i i I wouldn't i mean i I mean i'll just be honest i just didn't really think it was gonna go anywhere so it didn't really matter to me so what made you decide to come down in december 2015 so i think it was more um the more i talked to you the more i grew my feelings got stronger and stronger for you and i remember you know um one day i was just like you know what um, I wanted to pray about it. Um, and just like you, kind of similar to you, I didn't really tell a lot of folks around me. I didn't really tell a lot of people just because there's a stigma about, you know, dating or talking to people outside of the country. And it's just like, oh, it's just a waste of time. You know, I didn't really want that negative energy. Um, and, and I didn't want to get all that negative feedback from folks. So I wanted to just kind of keep it to myself. And on top of that side note, I'm a very private person. Extremely private. You know, so I don't really share a lot of things anyway. Um, but I definitely was not, you know, prepared to share, uh, this situation with, with people just because I didn't want to get that negative feedback from folks. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to just take some time and pray about it. And I took it to God and was just like, you know what, God, if this is the person that you want for me or if you really want me to um, pursue this wholeheartedly, um, you know, show me some sort of sign or give me peace within myself or find a way to like let me know that this is the one for me. And um, I think, you know, that brief moment that we kind of broke up that week or whatever that we were like oh you know what this is not gonna work let's move on or whatever um during that time i spent some time you know talking to god and trying to um figure out ways where i I think i wanted to know for sure if you know i was this was the right thing to do or, or like do as in like move on with my life or uh if i was making a mistake if god really wanted me to pursue you and I think um, somewhere along the, that week, I, I got some confirmation. Um, I just woke up one day and it just felt right. Like the Holy Spirit was kind of saying, like, this is the one. Like, you have to, you know, How did you know it was this. not your feelings and not the Holy How did you know it well, was? Well, because I had been praying about it. And that week, um, I just kept hearing certain things. Like, you know, and, and, and I, like, I always... God is always talking to us, right? And it's only, and it's like a soft voice and we have to like pay attention. You have to be very, um, kind of silence everything around you and to I, be I, able to hear. Talking uh-huh. about silence and everything around you, I think what made it easier for me and you to know that this was it was the fact that we did not invite opinions. Mm-hmm. I never spoke about this situation with anybody yeah. because I wanted to be sure. Let me put it out there that before Mercy had come to me with you and everything, I had spent time. I was at the point where I had 
I was committed to building a relationship with God, growing in the knowledge of God and his will and also his will for my life. Mm -hmm. So I was not ready to pursue something that I had no confirmation from God that this is it, pursue it. And if we're going to go back, I'm just going to go back to why I remained silent Mm -hmm. when you told me about the joke. Right. About, oh, I have three kids uh, by three baby mamas. Not that I was being a judgy person. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was a situation of knowing where I was at that point in my life. I did not. I was not willing to come into a relationship with the mindset to change anybody. Mm -hmm. That was going to be a lot of baggage. And I was not ready for that. I've been there, done that. Mm -hmm. Trying to change somebody is draining, is going to take a lot. So before you make that decision that, hey, I'm going to go go ahead with this situation, you have to know it's coming from God and you have to know that you have the grace for it. I was at the point where I was growing my relationship with God and I knew that all this was going to be a distraction. So, which is why I was willing to walk away from it. Yeah, I mean, I I think we were both kind of um, on the same page in in respect to just not like inviting um, other people, like opinion. Yeah. Um, because sometimes that could steer you away from what God's purpose for you. Um, I think sometimes we have to um, rely. Well, it's not even sometimes we have to always rely on God. And I think taking the time to, you know, seek opinions or validations from human beings um, kind of takes away from who God is, you know, God is, is a man who is a person that is, he wants you or he wants all of us to come to him, to always rely solely on him. Right. And, and I think sometimes you may feel like you have people in your corner. It could even be family, best friends, um, what have you. Um, and you feel like you trust their opinions so much that if they tell you, no, this person isn't the right one for you you kind of just like shut it down. I know that a lot of females, like some of my friends, they, they'll, they'll tell me, oh, well, my dad doesn't like this person. You know, I'm not going for it and stuff. And, the, you know, while we want to respect our parents' opinions and hold it, you know, to a higher standard, um, we have to always know whose opinion, that's God's opinion supersedes everything, right? So you knew... Within that one week break, mm-hmm. I hadn't, I didn't know that for sure. Because when that one week break, when we said, okay, we need to move on, I guess we were making the decision mm-hmm. from our selfish desires, mm-hmm. right? So when you came back to me and said, I think this could work, I knew I was like, okay, now I need to, yeah. I need to take this seriously. Well, I didn't know that you were the one all the way. I, I must say, I think maybe I, I, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Maybe I did, or perhaps I didn't. But um, at the end, of, I think more so. I just knew that this is something that God wanted me to pursue. So you were at peace. So I was just at, at peace, peace, and and I was trusting and believing that whatever it is that I'm supposed to get out of this. Now, you know, I don't think that. Um, I didn't know that I was we were supposed we were going to get married or anything like that, but I just knew enough that 
this is what God wanted me to pursue. Now, if God maybe wanted us to date for a year or whatever, or to whatever, and for me to gain some sort of knowledge for my next relationship, that's whatever it was. But I just knew that um, he wanted me to pursue at that moment because whatever, for whatever reason, there's something that I'm supposed to get from this, right? So as we kept going along, that's when I, I started to, you know, get confirmation, different, different things that started to come around that, you know, what made, gave me more clarity and, About, and he yeah. started to show certain things that I was looking for in a, in a wife and, you know, and, you know, I, I feel like as we kept, you know, talking and, um, getting to know each other, he started to reveal certain parts of you that, the, you know, things that I was looking for, I realized that you had, you know, I've always wanted somebody who was going to help me, um, get closer to God. And I've always, I was, you know, raised in the church. I've always been around church and stuff, but I've kind of always been like half in, half, half out in. type of thing. Um, and, you know, I, I always knew that, my mother was always praying for me. My grandma, like everybody who's been praying for me. And I also knew that I needed to have someone who was, you know, strong, who's always going to kind of guide me and help me to motivate me to, to continue to, you know, this journey. Because at some point, you know, prior to you, I was, you know, talking to different people and I feel like I was just moving further and further away from God. But I, I knew that, when I got ready to get married, it would be to someone who was going to bring me closer to God and not away. And for me, I did not really have an idea about your spiritual life. Well, I knew you were a Christian. And one thing that anybody will know when they meet your parents is they're Christians. They're like, your mom is it's very spiritual. She's, con she's very concerned about um, her kids growing up, you know, um, having a close relationship with yeah. God. She's all about that and my parents are also about you know being married to somebody that is gonna be about God so for me I think I started getting to know if this was the relationship for me when you said when we like after I think it was in January of 2015 when you said you were coming to Ghana in December and we said this was going to be it and I knew, like, I need to pray about this. This is not something you, I can't let you come to Ghana and then you leave or you're here and we don't even know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So then I started praying about it. And for me, I knew you were going to come. And my prayer was not, God, show me that this is the one. Because what we need to understand when it comes to um, God speaking to us is sometimes God doesn't reveal the whole plan. Mm -mm. There are times where he will reveal the plan and say, hey, this is the person. Is he speaks happen, to yeah. everybody differently. But for me, he never said, hey, he is the one for you. However, I started seeing and receiving things. I'm uh, receiving things that were like, he kind of started guiding me and guide ordering my steps towards like, how we should proceed. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling you, hey, we're gonna I'm gonna take time, I'm gonna pray about this and let's see how we get and as the 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 times went by prior to December, it got to a point where I knew, but I never told you yeah. that I knew. I never said to you that, hey, when you were I knew you were coming to Ghana, I knew you were going to be 
my husband, but I never mentioned it to you that, hey, I've prayed about it and this is what I've seen because it's important that we allow people to hear from God themselves. Yeah. Sometimes we like to do God's work for him or give, help God in a sense. Yeah. And we try to play God. Trying to play God. So I'm like, this is not something I'm going to mention to him. Let him come and let God take over. And then you came to Ghana. You were only supposed to be in Ghana for two weeks. And then after one week, you asked me to marry you. Clearly, you didn't even know you were going to propose because you didn't even have a ring. How you propose to a woman <laughs> without a ring? You That's just... a whole different topic. We're going to have to get <laughs> you into said, that a different So time, you but... said, you asked me to marry you. So then I'm like, okay. It was a whole, it was confusing for both of us because you never expected to do that. And then I told my Well, I'll tell you, I mean, again, coming to Ghana was just really to see if um, we would, you know, get along, if we, um, that chemistry would be there. And I didn't really plan anything. It was just supposed to be that, just to have a good time and hopefully, you know, um, enjoy my vacation as well. Um, but when I got there, I, I, I'll tell you, like, I never told my friends, like, my even my family, they didn't even know what was going on. I mean, they knew I was talking to someone in Ghana, but not anything else or much else after that. Um, and I don't think they would have taken it seriously anyway. It was just more like, you know, oh, okay, let's let's see what happens type of thing. But when I got there, um, as we're hanging out, and again, I'm finding out more things, your family were really, you know, nice to me. Um, my family they really were liked really nice they, to my me mother. Too. You know, my mom and dad, they, they loved you, so... Uh, and you know just things started to fall into place and i was just like huh well and i think while i was down there is when i got that confirmation and i wanted to um you know that's when i decided that this is the one so we we were sitting outside we were you had come to visit and we were sitting at the front porch and then you said hey i want to tell but i remember what you were wearing wearing an orange polo t-shirt and, oh, and some brown shorts. And you said, hey, um, why you keep saying hey? You say that all the time. You said that all the hey, hi. <laughs> you said... You what always, did I say? You said hey. Um, so I think I want to marry you. <laughs> and I'm looking at you like, you don't have is this a proposal what is this i'm confused and you say hey i want to i want to get married to you i'm like okay so where do we go from here (laughs) let's talk to our parents so we spoke to our parents and all of that happened we can talk about it later but now let's address the issue of the one because on christ cultured woman as you've seen a lot of the dms that i get about from christian singles talking about the one. I always say that you and I have had this, um, these discussions that because of the way God wrote my story, I never tell people, look out for this and that or have a list. I feel like when you start obsessing about the one, you're putting God in a box. Mm-hmm. When you have a list, you're putting God in a box. An example is you and I. We got what we were in praying for. Not that we're not a good fit for each other, but we didn't even know we were a good fit for each other. Right. And at the point where you came into my life, I was pursuing God. My focus was God. 
My focus was understanding the word. My focus was understanding God's purpose for my life. You were just coming. You you just happened to, <laughs> I don't know how. It was just a whole, and, and this is why we need to believe when God says, seek first the kingdom of God. Yep. And all things will be added. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the Christian community, which is okay because when you're growing up as a woman and as a, as a man in your setting age, everybody's talking about marriage. Now there's an added pressure in the Christian community because you're looking for somebody that's the one yeah. that fits all these, um, checks all the boxes that checks all the boxes. But sometimes God wants to do what God wants to do. Indeed. And that's why it's important that we, we seek God first. I wasn't actively seeking the one. And I would just say to anybody listening that is like, that desires marriage, it's not wrong to desire marriage. Marriage is an institution I respect yes. because it's the only institution that God compares to himself when he says, love your wives as Christ loved, Christ. Mm -hmm. loved the church. Yep. So there's no shame in desiring marriage. However, the marriage should not be your focus if you're a Christian. Your relationship with God should be your focus. Seeking, being in a diligent pursuit of God's heart should be your focus. And you should do that with the knowing that God will perfect all that concerns you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just to piggyback on what you're saying, I, I, it, it's it's more like when you're seeking his face, when you're seeking, like you're wanting to get to know him more, like you um, day in and day out, you're reading your Bible, you're praying, you're trying to get to know God as you come to his feet and with your desires, he already knows the things that you're looking for. Yeah. God already knows that you're looking for a husband, a wife, you know, he's look he knows you're looking and he already has one for you. The more you try to get closer to him, I feel like he will make it happen for you effortlessly. You don't even have to do anything. You just have to avail yourself. You have to pray and be willing to listen. So certain things and he gives certain signs, he he gives you confirmation if there's someone in your life that you're, you know, um, trying to find out, is this the right one for me? Am I supposed to pursue this person? Sometimes it's not exactly what we envision for ourselves because we only have the humanly, like the fleshy stuff that we feel like, oh, this is what I need. He must have a good job, graduate, whatever, all these things, and blah, people. blah, 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 all these things. But sometimes the person that God has for us, um, it's, it's looks nothing like what we think we want for ourselves. And he knows more. He knows, he knows us, right? More than we know ourselves. And he knows what is good for us. Because sometimes we think, we feel like, oh, this is the type of person that I need. You know, I'm this, this, this way. And the only way I, I can only deal with, you know, X type of person but i think it's more like once you take your concerns that or your um desires to god you have to be willing to listen and you know that famous saying that let go and, uh, and, let, and god. let god and let him do his thing and when someone comes you know your way in your direction that doesn't necessarily look like what you want 
pray about it and ask for confirmation and you have to be willing to hear from him so once you pray about it you have to sit and actually listen and try to figure out a way because he will send signs and you have to be vigilant you have to be able to um he understand and hear well and see these things that are happening and i totally agree with you when you talk about praying with the intention to listen Because sometimes the issue is not God is not talking to us. The issue is we're praying with a decided mind. And when you're praying with a decided mind, there's no way you're going to hear God. I I say come to God without a list. And for me, it was easy to know that this is purposeful because I didn't have a list. you were you were not what I was looking for. I right. wasn't looking to move. If anything, I was hoping you were in the one because then I have to move my whole life yeah. and I have to do all this, just do the things that I wasn't ready to do. So if you're actively seeking for a spouse, I would say that stop putting God in a box and be ready because sometimes... Not sometimes. God's ways transcends human logic and human, you know, human understanding. And all the things that we want that we give to him on the paper, sometimes they're the things we actually do not need. Mm -hmm. And when he's pushing you towards what you need, you have to have that discernment to say, okay, this is coming from God. And that's where we talk about not inviting opinions. Not inviting opinions doesn't mean you do not seek advice. One thing that my mom has always done for me and I, I and I appreciate is pushing me to have a personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. If you go to when I go to my mom with anything, she would tell you, have you prayed about it? Yep. Have you asked? And even with us, you and I, I never come to you and say, hey, God told me let's do this. So that's what we're doing. You never come to me with that. We both want to individually hear yep. from God. Yep. And doing this means that we each have to have a relationship with him. So a lot of times when we invite opinions, that's so much noise when you haven't even figured out what God wants for you. And I think it was easy for us also because we didn't invite too many opinions. So I'm, I say this to say that for whoever is seeking, stop obsessing about the one. Start obsessing about your relationship with God. Start trusting him with your life. Start trusting him with your heart. And he will perfect all that concerns you. Do not compartmentalize your life and think that, oh, I can have a relationship with God, but I can try to figure out who I'm supposed to marry. Mm-hmm. I can give him what I what I want and ho- hopeful that he would do it exactly my way. No, I can. what you can do is seek God. God, I want to give you all that I am. I want you to be all in all to me, and I am willing to decrease so that you might increase in every area of my life. Yeah, I mean, we'll just, I guess we'll end with this here. I mean, surrendering yourself is a powerful thing. Surrendering yourself, your entire being to God and just telling him, like, look, I want you to take control over my entire body and every part of me. So... If it's your finances, if it's your, you know, whatever the case may be, um, looking for your job or career or whatever, or even um, a spouse, a companion, you you want to be able to um, give all of that up. You have to give up that. Um, and I know it's difficult. It's, it's really hard to do. 
Um, but we know that God is a God that is always, you know, he has good thoughts for us and he's always looking for our best, you know, our best interests at heart. So once we have the confidence to know that if we, um, dedicate ourselves to him and we say, I'm just going to sit back and I'm allow you to do whatever it is that you want to do in my life. He will, you will, you will experience breakthroughs. And the fullness of his glory. When you actually let go and let God, like you'll experience breakthroughs. And I think that it's, it's a difficult thing for Christians to do. Um, but I think it's one that, you know, we all have to continuously do is to just remove ourselves from the equation and allow him to move in our lives and in every aspect, even in finding a spouse, because I think a lot of times we're easy. It's easier to, you know, allow him to move in different parts of our lives. And just like, we want to hold on to this, um, this part and say, Oh, as the perfect person, or we're looking for the, uh, the one because I have to spend the rest of my life with this person, let me let me be in control of it. This is something that mm, I just can't mm, just sit mm. back and allow God to just do. I can't just sit back and let it happen. It just just doesn't happen on, and it does. That's part of having faith, and that's part of believing in God is believing in something that you can't even see because things that in this particular relationship. I never envisioned us being here right now. I never, I never envisioned us being able to be in this sp- space where, you know, you'll be here. We're doing our, we're living our lives and stuff because this is just not what we both it wanted. Made se- it didn't make sense to either of us. And that wasn't our in- initial plan. But when we both decided to remove ourselves from the situation, we gave ourselves wholeheartedly to God and we said, we're going to invite you into our lives and we want you to make it whole like you do what with you with yeah. it what you want amen and, and that's why we're here so we you know we thank god for our lives we thank god for you know i definitely thank god for bringing you into my life because um you've you've definitely made me a much much better person um i'm certainly not perfect i'm not anywhere near that um but i'm, I'm getting better each day and I really appreciate everything that you do for me. Oh, and I'm I'm also like really grateful to have you because having to love God, loving God is a beautiful experience. But also having a spouse who is willing to love God and submit himself to God is even more beautiful. And that's why we need to seek purpose. And this is purposeful. And I'm happy to have you in my life. You're a blessing. You're really a blessing. I love you. And I have a question for you, which is going to be the next. It's not really a question. It's a statement. That's going to be our next conversation. Does God's chosen spouse for you mean the absence of challenges? Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot to unpack. Um, but yeah, that's a good topic. That's yeah, uh, as, as we were sitting here talking, I'm like, well, somebody might be listening and be like, well, just because God chose, yeah, the, just because God chose me for you or you for me means that everything is going to be smooth. Yeah, I mean, just because you get you you get that confirmation that oh, this is the right person for you, Marge is the right one, does not necessarily mean 
everything's just smooth sailing from there. Okay, um, so that's so that's we'll, going to be our next topic. We'll that's... get into all of that later. Um, so that's certainly something that you guys can look forward to. We'll uh, dive and unpack that topic because um, it's a lot uh, in there. But yeah. This was an interesting conversation and I hope that to all our listeners that somebody found peace and God spoke to your heart just listening to us and we're glad you joined us thank you for, um, and you know until next time be well and be blessed be blessed <laughs> bye guys